Hello, ghoulies. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Real Ghouls podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Amy Lee. And I'm Debbie. And we're here to talk to you about yet another matrimonious horror. I don't know if I, I mean, I guess this one is technically horror, but it's not. It's scary, but also it's not. It's scary. Yeah. It's fun spooky. Yeah, we're talking about Corpse Bride today. Yay. Yeah. It's a fun time, that movie. Mm-hmm. It's got a great soundtrack. Fantastic soundtrack. Love Tim Burton's stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> strong start. Strong start. <laughs> Always a strong start. Well, I guess we'll just break it down and get right into it, and we'll kind of break down the story for you a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, So we meet this man named Victor, who is being married off in a time inspired by the Victorian era to this young woman named Victoria. Um, And you have to keep in mind this movie takes place, is inspired by a time period where People were married as more of, like, a familial business transaction yeah. than... Arranged marriages yeah. for profit, usually. Right. Um, so that's kind of, like, the baseline for the entire theme of the film, more or less. Um, and so these two are supposed to be getting arranged married, and, but they actually like each other. Uh, they end up liking each other. And then in his fumbly, clumsy way, Victor gets nervous about the wedding and the proposal and all of that. So he goes into the woods to to practice by himself. And when he does, he places the ring on what he thinks is a branch or a twig. But it winds up being our dear friend, Emily the Corpse Bride. Long story short, he gets dragged into this marvelous, surprisingly lively and bright underworld where he meets all these characters and people who he may or may not have known from when they were alive and his old dog. And the corpse bride, Emily, thinks that they are really married, But Victor's like, no, I'm going to marry Victoria because I actually really like her. And you're dead and I'm not dead and this isn't going to work. And so she kind of has this like inner battle of, but wait, I have a chance to marry someone that I really like. And I don't. And she's like trying to piece together what happened with her. Yes. At the same time that. She's falling for this person and not knowing really how to express it or what to do it. Because it's all just very exciting and so unusual, especially, again, for that time period. Yeah. Um, And he's trying so... He's such a gentleman. He's trying so hard to not hurt her while also be like, yeah, I have to go. Yeah. Like, I don't belong here. And so that there's, like, this wonderful push-pull where... what Because the thing is that you have so much sympathy mm-hmm. for her and her, yes. her situation... That you kind of want him to stay with her, but at the same time, you're like, oh, but he loves this other person. Why can't he love her? It's like, I don't know. And I love, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to word something. So you keep going and I'll figure out what I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah. So in this like 
crazy madness of you rooting for all of the characters more or less in this story and wanting everyone to get their happy ending we find out what happens to Emily and we find out that it's this man who has been I guess just going around marrying women for their family's money and Mm -hmm. basically killing them on the spot and that's what happened with him and Emily he poisoned her Uh, well he made her elope and then married her and poisoned her and wound up I guess with her family's money Mm -hmm. and that was his plan now with Victoria because her family lost all of their money and in their own desperation were like we need to marry into another wealthy family Mm -hmm. and decided to marry her off to this guy and just in time for the wedding for Victoria and this man Emily and Victor and the rest of the undead crew, I guess, show up and crash the wedding. And hilarity ensues when all the living people freak out and then they discover that these guys aren't so bad. They're just our dead relatives. Cool. Mm -hmm. And then, like, another wedding happens and... Victor and Victoria get married and the evil guy gets killed by Emily and the other dead people and then Emily like flutters away into a million butterflies in this Mm -hmm. very like peaceful revelation for her and I just love this movie so much I do too it's beautiful the passion in it like it's so relatable because our, our corpse bride First off, the irony that she has seems to have so much more life in her than Victoria. Yeah. Who, I mean, we don't see a whole bunch of, but she's got definitely, like, a more shy mm-hmm. demeanor. Whereas mm-hmm. our corpse bride is like, woo! Oh my god, I'm in love! This is amazing! And it reminds me of, like, a middle school crush. Right. It's so passionate. You don't know anything about the person, but you're like, he's cute! <laughs> I must love him. We're totally going to get married one day. And it's, like, absolutely absurd, but yet she completely runs with it. And she's like, this is my chance. I never really got to get married. Look at what happened to me. And it's, it's like, so adorable. And it makes me wonder because right from the get-go, you see this huge juxtaposition between the living world and the dead world. Mm -hmm. And they're so opposites of each other, Mm -hmm. but in, like, their own opposite kind of way. Mm -hmm. Like, it becomes very clear not only with color schemes, but also, like, just personalities of the characters and character designs themselves that the living world is much more dark and dreary and dead than the dead world is and the dead world is like a constant party and I wonder if that plays into Emily's character and I'm, I'm sure it does but like it makes me wonder if she had the same sort of like bubbly energy and like positive energy when she was alive as she has now that we know her as the corpse bride and I'm wondering if it was like that underworld that she's been kind of like living in all this time has changed her perspective on the things around her and on I don't even want to say life because she's dead but like life yeah after death I definitely think it's a commentary not only on, like, the Victorian era, where it was always so status-focused. I mean, Victoria's family is completely broke, but they've convinced Victor's family that 
they're wealthy as well, and this is a perfect match. And then when mm-hmm. Victor isn't showing up because he's dealing with this corpse bride situation, and they try to marry her off to what's his name, the bad guy, mm-hmm. he gets upset when he finds out that they're not as rich as they seem. And they've, like, created this whole facade to establish their own life, but they're not actually living in it. Yeah. Like, they, all they're focused on is, like, our daughter has to get married, and this is what's going to happen, and X, Y, and Z. Right. Whereas once you're dead, you're like, fuck it. There's nothing I have to worry about anymore. Why was I so stressed out? Right. So I think it's not only that from that period, but also, like, not everything is as important as we think it is, sort of thing. Right. Not everything is such, like, a life or death situation, and you just kind of need to, like, a. live your life to the <laughs> fullest while you can. Um, I mean, even kind of see that come into play with a specific character because we see them both in life and in death, and that's the chauffeur for Victor's parents. You know, he's not well, clearly. He's ill. He's upset. He's not treated well. And yet, with all of that, with this, like, kind of horrible storyline that they created for this person's life, after we see him die... The second we see him in the dead world, he's like, I've never been better. And it's like, oh, look at this positive outlook on life Mm -hmm. after death and, like, whatever's going on. And I don't know. I just, there's something about this movie that just makes me feel excited about whatever, you know? Yeah. It's, I I, I think it's a really excellent, I don't want to say, like, coping film, but, like, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's something people should pay maybe a little more attention to when they're going through the mourning process because I think for some, I can't speak for all, when someone passes away, it's really easy to think, like, they're gone forever and X, Y, and Z, but quite a few people have the take of, like, they're free now. They right. aren't going to be in pain anymore. Yeah. Da-da-da. And this is reminding you of that, that, like, once yeah. someone's gone, they get to just kind of, I mean, like, one of my favorite lines in the film is when she's having this beautiful conversation with Victor and he's trying to tell her that he needs to leave and her eye pops out and she's like Haha, maggots like whatever right she's like it's just so normal <laughs> yeah yeah there's That's a lot fun. of great moments like that and and I think there's a lot of great humanizing moments for these undead people um like the, one of the first things that Emily says when she is taken back to the upstairs as they call it which is our like living realm is she like just makes a comment on how beautiful the moon is and how she she forgot how beautiful the world is and like and I think it's they're trying to say like she was so distraught and so brought down by knowing or not knowing what happened to her and what her fate ended up being and that she's never gotten that chance at love that she was dreaming of and then Mm -hmm. for her to come back to this world that did that to her and it's still so dark and dreary but Emily is like the person who manages to find the beauty in everything Mm -hmm. and I think that's a real lesson to take away from this movie it's like if somebody went if a character was put through this trial and tribulation and this horrible situation with a person wanting to hurt her and lying to her and like she can still come back to that world and see these things and like yes she's dealing with her own issues and whatever but she can still find the beauty around her I think that's like the biggest lesson I take away from this movie it's like yes you're going through something and it was horrible and you shouldn't have gone through that but like look for the beautiful things look for 
look for the things that bring you joy and bring you happiness and bring you love and bring you peace and like don't focus on mm-hmm. de- whether you're dead or alive and you're listening to this think positive thoughts you know yeah I love that it's and I love too that it's it's in its themes and in its characters and in its presentation. I mean, not in its presentation. Let me start that over. In its themes mm-hmm. and in its visuals, it's kind of a horror film. Mm-hmm. But it's, I guess I would more closely relate it to like a gothic romance film because it's yeah. just very poetic. It's not gory. It's just like a fun claymation movie that you can watch with the whole family yeah and it's just beautiful it's beautiful i love it yeah i love it too i think it's gonna be next week we're gonna talk about all three of the films and i think that's gonna be a really interesting discussion to compare all of them because we wanted to include this like you said even though it's not really a horror film because it has such a wonderful style and a wonderful view on not only like marriage but life and death and Mm-hmm. All that stuff. Yeah. It almost reminds me a little bit of a... Like a Crimson Peak kind mm-hmm. of vibe. That kind of like Guillermo del Toro kind of vibe where he tells these horror stories with sometimes horrific visuals, but like it's usually in a very poetic kind of manner. Mm-hmm. And Tim Burton is kind of similar in his own way, just... You know, a little bit more quirky and out there and not so terrifying. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> Guillermo del Toro's movies can get a little bit scary. But, um, I don't know. This is just a nice movie. Yeah. It reminds me of, um, or Coco reminded me of Corpse, Corpse Bride a lot. Because while Coco was bright in both settings, the afterlife mm-hmm. setting was so beautiful and overdone. So vivid, yeah. yeah. That it, there's still definitely a contrast. And this one, Tim Burton kind of just, like, took that at a different scale. Um, yeah. But they're both, sure. like, I love films that explore this sort of subject and the way they work with the art around it, too. Yeah, and that's the thing, too. The thing about this movie is there were so many people working together on the puppetry and the set design and the music. And everything came together in this beautiful way. And it doesn't clash, but we still see this distinct difference between the land of the living and the land of the Mm -hmm. dead. And I think that says a lot about the filmmakers and their kind of outlooks on life and death. And it's, it's like, it's almost like these people in the living world were presented in a way that we were supposed to think that they were living just to die Mm -hmm. rich. And that's so sad because I think one of the biggest takeaways from this movie is that you're the richest when you're living happy and free and in this like colorful fun way because once these people have died they're free of all of things these things like money and wealth and status and they're all just kind of hanging out together and having like a jubilee and having fun Mm -hmm. and like singing and dancing and I think that's what life should be about so I'm going to reiterate what I said if there's anything to be learned from this movie is live like the dead people Mm -hmm. You know? Party it up, man. YOLO. Like, literally. You only live once. Try to stress a little less. Like, nothing is permanent. So. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> Good quick discussion. Looks like we're going to have another shorty. Yeah. Uh, but... Still a good discussion, and next week I'm really looking forward to comparing the three of them and diving in a little deeper to stuff like that, so. Yes. Sounds good. Should be good. I guess then until tomorrow, I'm so... <laughs> it's Monday. Um, I guess then until next time, keep it cool. Keep it really cool. Bye. Bye.